0: Hey folks, welcome to Without Compromise. I'm your host, Mason. Uh, today is a little different. Obviously, it says bonus episode. We're doing something just a little out of the box. Um, if you remember a couple weeks ago, we heard from our ocean rowing team, Team Latitude 35. They're literally rowing a boat across the entire Atlantic Ocean. Four, four guys, uh, they're gonna be doing teams of two for two hour shifts. You're rowing for two hours, then you're off for two hours for 24 hours a day for, you know, 40 days straight, essentially. And they are uh, about three weeks into it when we re- or in- uh, did this recording last week. Um, but we wanted to get it up because they're probably going to finish around the 17th of January. So, you know, less than a week, pretty much this weekend, they're going to finish. And so we wanted to, sh- you know, shout out the fact that they called us to do a little update. And, uh, this is Todd from the team. He is off of rowing, of course, uh, during this two hour window. So he's calling us via satellite phone, uh, out in the middle of the Atlantic ocean. It's pretty wild. I've never had this experience before. Pretty Cool and i encourage you to follow their progress cuz they're right now they're in second place and there is a possibility they could move into first if something happens to the first place team and um but they were a little bit closer last week but not one or two days after we talked uh, one of the craziest things I've ever heard of happened to the team. So the, one of the other teammates, Jimmy was sleeping in the cabin. So the, imagine this little tiny rowboat has the two ends that are kind of like closed in so you can get in there, get out of the weather and sleep. It's like a safe area. And it's also, you can make it airtight for flotation and for, um, to put supplies and whatnot. Anyway, they sleep in there too. And uh, Jimmy's laying there on the little mattress, and he's in, he's asleep. And then all of a sudden, right through the bottom of the boat comes this spike, like this foot long, literally a spike of they don't even know what just shot right through the uh, right through the bottom of the boat. Wakes Jimmy up, barely misses his legs. It's right in between his legs, and right through the mattress. And obviously, they start taking on water. And so it's just a mad dash to figure out what to do to deal with the things stuck in the boat. And then also really first and foremost, patch the hole. So no more water gets in the boat and, uh, you know, they start working, they're able to handle it. And upon just, you know, further research and investigation, it is the bill, the nose of a, uh, of a sailfish. You know, the, the, those fish with those really long noses, like a like a marlin or a swordfish. It was a sailfish, swam up, and its nose went straight through the bottom of the boat and like a good foot, foot and a half long section of it just broke off, stuck in the boat, and uh, they had to deal with it. They said they kept it as a souvenir, um, but the organizers of the race, it's called the Talisker Whiskey Challenge, by the way, never heard of anything like that, and that happened, just a day or two after we talked to Todd. So if, if that would have happened in time, he would have obviously told that story, but they have experienced some pretty incredible things up until this point. And that was, that was probably the craziest thing I've ever heard of, especially on an ocean row. So anyway, um, go to their Instagram, uh, Lat- latitude 35, I believe it is. Uh, you can see it in the show notes, read more about that experience with the sailfish and, uh, yeah, pay attention because they're, they're going to be finishing by around the 17th. So I encourage you to download the YB races app and you can see exactly. It's very easy to use. You can see them finish and see if they, uh, take the number one spot, um, and also see, uh, kind of, kind of how they're doing, how the rest of the teams are doing. But anyway, I wanted to give you an update. We're going to come tomorrow too, with a brand new episode for without compromise, but here's a fun little thing to plug, uh, enjoy. First, I want to thank you for for calling us. Gosh, this is a this is a first for me. I've talked to some ocean rowers before, but never during the adventure. This is awesome. H- how are you guys feeling?
1: Yeah, we're uh, we're doing well, thank you. Uh, we are a little over three weeks into into the crossing now, um, and it's been uh, a pretty wild experience to, to say the least. The first couple of weeks were definitely trial by fire, as we expected. But, uh, but it was, I'd say, relentless is probably the word I'd use to describe it. And we had, uh, we had everything that I think you know, Mother Nature and the ocean could throw at us, um, uh, along with a couple of technical issues as well. So it's been, it's been a pretty difficult first three weeks. And we've been a little bit unlucky with the weather. Uh, we haven't had what I think would be typical, you know, trade winds. Um, we've had a lot of days where it's been flat and calm uh, with very little wind. Uh, so it's very hot and kind of hard work. Uh, we've actually had a, quite a few days with headwinds as well in the, and a couple of storms. So, yeah, a lot has been going on. but morale is, is still pretty high. Um, we are... We're currently sat in in third overall out of all of the boats. There's there's one boat which is in the open class which is ahead of us, um, and in the race class uh, we are currently sat second. Uh, we recently moved into second place over the last couple of days. So yeah, everything's uh, everything's going well. Thank you,
0: man. I, congratulations! I just saw the uh, the post about being in second, and I've been following you on uh, on the tracking at the YT Trackers. But gosh, you know, when, he, when you're just looking at it from your phone, like most of us are, you do not get a sense for what's really going on. C- can you tell us what it has been like from your perspective of sitting and rowing for two hours? Is it a countdown until you get to switch off? Like, h- how do you process that? You know, it's just a, such a crazy time management system for, for the rest of us. Tell us about what that has been like.
1: Yeah, it's very interesting because, um, you know, the, the days actually go very quickly. Um, so in, in my mind, I, I usually split the day up into, into three day shifts uh, and then three night shifts. And the day shifts go quite fast. You know, obviously visibility is very good and, and uh, everyone is kind of talking. Um, the night shifts have been pretty difficult. They are getting easier um in the beginning we had very little uh moonlight uh and so for the first week to 10 days we were almost rowing in, com- in complete darkness uh if there was a real uh sensory deprivation and uh we were still getting into the rhythm of the two hours rowing two hours uh resting and so, you know, the first week, a lot of, a number of us, in fact, all of us were falling asleep, you know, on the oars at night time. We were so tired, um, but uh, but that's got better. Um, at, at nighttime, it's definitely a, a bit of a clock-watching exercise. Um, during the day, it, it, it's not too bad. Um, we're each trying to put additional hours on the oars. So, as a minimum, we are doing... Twelve hours of rowing a day, two hours on two hours off, um, but when we feel like it uh, when we've got the energy, we do um sometimes jump into the extra seat, so there are three rowing positions um and and give an additional twenty or thirty minutes at the end of our at the end of our shift um so, so yeah.
0: You you sound great. You sound like you're you're doing well. H- how far into the journey on you, and how far do you have to go, and 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 what are some of the I don't know. How, how long do you expect it will take the rest of the journey?
1: So uh, yeah, as I said, we are I think on day twenty three right now, um, mm-hmm. and a little, three, little over three weeks uh, into the into the crossing. Um, it's been slower than we expected. Um, as I said, we've ha- we've had a couple of storms. Uh, which which were meant very slow progress, extremely high winds of you know up to 40 knots of wind, uh, and some, some very large swells and, and waves. Uh, we, you know we had a period uh, where we we nearly capsized a couple of times, uh, so that was um, a little bit hairy, if you like. Um, and so the first kind of three weeks has been has been a slower progress than we thought, um, or at least that we hoped. Um, the next two weeks, uh, we are expecting uh, tailwind uh, from the from the east and northeast, uh, which will help our progress quite a lot. Um, and so, at the moment, our estimate is we we should arrive uh, in Antigua hopefully on the on the 18th of of, uh, of January. Uh, so, two weeks' a day um, is, is, is the uh, is the hope.
0: Now, I know you're close to some other boats are Are you able to see those boats is is it Is it like how we see on the map or is it you know just way too far you haven't seen anyone Tell us about that
1: we we have seen since since we left Lagomera um, back on the twelfth of December uh, we saw a few boats uh, as we were leaving Lagomera and through the night we could see their their navigation lights uh, on the horizon when we woke up on the morning of of uh Of day two uh on the thirteenth of december uh we we could see no one um and we you know we could barely see land since then we have seen two boats um and they've both been uh, sailing boats uh, sailing across the atlantic uh and and I had a conversation with with one of them uh, over the over the v h uh, f radio um I was in the stern cabin at the time and and we had a chat with uh it was a family from france. Uh, sailing from Martinique, uh, which was it was great to speak to uh, to someone from the outside world, if you like. Um, but other than that, we haven't seen any boats. Um, we haven't spoken to any other any other boats. The closest boat to us um, in the in in the race is Team HPS Atlantic, um, and at one point they were, I think, within around uh, five nautical miles of us. Uh, but because uh, because the rowing boats are they are very uh, short and the swells that we're rowing in are typically quite big, uh, it's it, yeah, it's very difficult to see anyone. Um, so no, we haven't we haven't really seen anyone yet. Um, but uh, fingers crossed, we might like see a couple more boats. We've seen some incredible wildlife. On I think it was the first Friday um, of the of the race, we were followed by a pod of I think around a thousand dolphins um for, for nearly an hour which was incredible uh you know they were they were surfing the waves uh, which we were as well and they were jumping up and down all, all around which is which was amazing um the, the the sky at night um is is incredible you know the the constellations and the stars are are, are you know like nothing i've ever seen um and we've spotted a couple of whales as well um, that has kind of popped up uh, just off our stern uh, and kind of seen the fin and the, and the blowhole, uh, which, is, which is really cool. Do um, so we have seen some wildlife. Hopefully we'll, we'll continue to see more uh, to keep, keep moving uh, keep moving west.
0: Todd, that is so cool. I can't imagine how cool it was to see those dolphins in the night sky. I often hear that about these kinds of experience. There's no greater wilderness than the open sea. You want to talk about wilderness. That's a place no one's living, and the fact there's no light pollution, I bet it has been just something to behold. What what, what can you tell us about uh, what what you've enjoyed about it or something that you didn't expect that you're uh, really getting from this that that you didn't know going into it?
1: Um, I think we've all definitely enjoyed uh, taking time away from the typical stresses of, of daily life. Um, although it can be pretty monotonous out here, um, you know, not having access to social media all the time and, you know, obviously uh, taking some time off work is, is quite nice. Um, so, so we've enjoyed that. Um, we've had some great times just chatting, uh, speaking to each other on yours, listening to music. Um, you know, there's been times where we're hardly able to row because we're, <laughs> we're laughing so much. Um so there's definitely been some 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 good times uh you also take pleasure in some very simple things uh you know it might be a type of freeze dried food that you like or or something in our kind of snack packs that we have that we kind of uh eat each day um that you look forward to um so it definitely gives you a bit of a different perspective um
0: no, you're not missing anything on social media, I'll tell you. <laughs> but you know, speaking of that, what are you missing? Who are you missing? And wh- what are you excited to get back to when this is all uh, finished?
1: Uh, no, I think, I think, I think for for the whole team, everyone misses their you know friends and friends and family and and you know other halves, you know wives wife and girlfriends. Um, you know, uh, yeah, from from my perspective. I definitely think about uh, you know my fiance and and my my family every day, um, which kind of gets you gets you through the night shift, um, and it's, it's you know very motivating to kind of think about getting to, to Antigua and and being reunited with everyone. So yeah, I think everyone is everyone's missing um, you know friends and family quite a lot. We do speak to to them every I'd say four or five days. Um when we get chance uh but you know in our in our two hours off uh you know you need to uh eat food um get hydrated um you know we need to check our our navigation our course, check the batteries um clean ourselves, so it doesn't leave a lot of time um and then you obviously trying to sleep and rest as, as well um so we are speaking to, to the family um when we can um I definitely miss a bed and sleeping for longer than an hour and a half. Uh, and I think we all could, uh, we all could, could do with a, a shower. We are jumping in the water every probably week. We have to clean the hull of the boat uh, to make sure there's really no barnacles or kind of growth on, on the hull of the boat. So, you know, when we do that, we kind of lather up with some uh, kind of soap, if you like, um, and have a bit of a clean. But I think we're all looking forward to do a shower and a, and a proper bed in, in antigua where hopefully uh we'll have friends and family waiting for
0: us yeah i've bathed in the ocean before it's not it's not perfect but if that's all you got it'll do good gracious yeah. did, i was going to ask you this did y'all do anything special for christmas and new year i you, you spent it out there That's a pretty big day to be out there did, did you do anything
1: yeah so christmas day we we had um <laughs> we we'd been in a in in a kind of squall, a very kind of uh, large squall on on Christmas Eve, and Dixon and Jimmy were were out on on the rowing deck all night uh, rowing in some pretty tough conditions. I was in the stern cabin trying to get us on the right course steering wise, and so on Christmas Eve we we none of us really slept. Um, Johnno uh Johnno was on the oars as well and he actually sadly has been suffering a little bit uh with seasickness with and, and uh and actually that day had some some heat exhaustion issues. Um luckily though the rest of us have been okay from a seasickness perspective. So Christmas Eve was was a tough, tough evening. Uh and then going into Christmas Day, we were hoping that the weather was going to, to die down and we woke up on Christmas morning, and and it was still pretty strong winds, and everyone was in in a in a pretty bad mood actually. Um, but the conditions changed quite quickly during the day. We got some we got some Christmas carols on. Um, we uh, we a few of us had gifts from 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 family, uh, and and actually ended up being being quite a nice quite a nice day. Uh, but we didn't do anything specific. We didn't really take any time off. Um but yeah, we had some we had some good Christmas towels and all talked about our favourite Christmas movies night. And then on New Year's Eve, um bit of a theme going on here. On, on New Year's Eve actually was uh, the the latest storm that we uh, that we had to battle through. Um so, so that was uh, definitely a New Year's that we that we won't forget. Um so the I guess in the lead up to that we were just preparing the boat. Uh, stowing everything away and making sure everything was uh, was tied on uh, in the event that you know, we capsized or had big waves uh, coming across uh, the boat. So New Year's Eve was spent, yeah, as I said earlier, battling. We had winds of between 20 and 24 knots, gusting uh, up to 38 knots. Um, and yeah, I have a very vivid memory of. Being on the rowing uh, on the rowing deck with Dixon when the winds really picked up uh, and it was uh, yeah it was quite a surreal moment. Uh, we were in our we have foul weather gear which is kind of very heavy duty um, kit uh, to protect us from from kind of the, the the rain and, and the waves. Uh, so we spent most of New Year's Eve uh, in that. Um, so yeah, it's been pretty eventful uh, Christmas and New Year.
0: Good gracious, man! That that sounds intense. Um, definitely a New Year's and a Christmas that you'll never forget, I'm sure. So, yeah. so with these storms that come, besides foul weather gear and you know just being mentally ready, what else do you have to prepare? And what is that? Is it just much more intense rowing? Dip, more difficult ways? Is it harder to navigate? How how do you prepare for that? And what is it like?
1: Yeah, good question. It, it's actually it's actually all of those things. So um, navigation being being one of the key ones. But, you know, the storm we we were in the most recent storm we, we went through, we had very strong kind of northwesterly winds, um, and so you know it, it meant that we were really struggling to make westerly progress. progress. Um, obviously, that's the goal to try and uh, keep making westerly progress. So we were trying to manage going going north or south, not Directly into the wind um, and try and make progress. So, so we prepared for for that. If we, uh, there were a couple of periods where we couldn't make any progress, either the wind was was too strong uh, or the direction just meant that we we couldn't make westy progress. And and we actually deployed our our para anchor, uh, which is it's effectively. A, I think we may have mentioned before. It's a, it's effectively a parachute um, that you ploy put into the water then it fills with water and then and it will hold you against the wind somewhat it stops you from drifting too much so we we did actually deploy that um Jono, Jono is the master of the power anchor and made it look very easy even in even in some pretty difficult uh conditions uh so you know we prepared for that and kind of did a did a quick run through um of it before the storm came in just to make sure that everything was was set up for that and then and then also to prepare for the storm because because it is tough going we we rested up a little bit beforehand um you know didn't 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 push too hard in the 24 hours before and we made sure that we had we had eaten uh quite a bit and, and had the meal prepared um so that we we could kind of stay, stay fueled during it it's very easy to get off your shift or if you spend three or four hours battling wind and waves it's very easy to just get off and get in the cabin and go straight to sleep um but actually it's one of the worst things you can do because you, you're then kind of depleted of any any energy um you kind of need to fuel yourself with food so we've been pretty pretty focused on on fueling ourselves as well
0: how close is the team in first place and what what kind of Conversations are you guys having about trying to over overtake them
1: yeah so the the team that are ahead of us are uh, called on shoulders the Giants. they uh They actually took a slightly more southerly route than we did uh around two weeks ago, and when we got caught in a storm they they didn't um, and they they kind of slingshot off ahead by about uh thirty miles thirty multiple miles. Uh, over a 24-hour period, um, so that's obviously helped them quite a bit. Um, I think what's been really interesting through through the whole uh, last three weeks is uh, our kind of view on the race and and in general kind of our approach has has changed and ebbed and, and flowed. Uh, you know, going into this, our, our our clear goal is to try and win the uh, the race class. Now that that team are around 50 nautical miles ahead of us um which given the distance to go and the expected time two weeks it's going to take uh you know being honest it'll take something going wrong with them for us to, to win and so it's definitely uh, it's definitely been a bit of a coming to terms with the fact that we might not win, and actually, we, we we're likely not to win at this stage. But we're we're still hopeful. Uh, we're still staying positive. We're doing everything we can to get to Antigua as quickly as possible, and and give our give ourselves a chance um, if something does happen. Um, but it's something that we've talked about a lot. Uh, you know, and we we talk every single every single day about where we are in the race. You know, our approach and strategy to how many hours we should be putting on the oars. Uh, yeah, so it, it's a constant focus. And it, it, it gives you motivation as well. Um, so Angus, Angus Collins um, from Beyond Endurance, he's our, our weather router and our, and our rowing coach. He gives us every day um, an update on the weather. And he also gives us an update uh, on the, the distances to the other teams and, and our speed over the last four-hour period. Um, so it's, it's every single four hours we get an update on our average speed, uh, which is really motivating. And we're, we're fighting for every 0.1 of a, of a, of a knot. So, uh, so that's keeping us going.
0: I'm sure it's bizarre when once you get close enough and you start seeing land, you haven't seen any in so long. Has it felt like longer than three weeks out there? yes and no uh i think as i said i think the days go pretty quickly um and and
1: you know speaking for myself i uh i focus you know just on on the day to day and just getting through each day so i haven't really focused on on the longer term so uh, you know i think i think actually the three weeks looking back on it now have gone, have gone pretty quickly and also some of the days uh, are all the same um, you know obviously there's no land there are no landmarks we we always, always kind of see a difference in this, the sea conditions and the and the wind uh, and so a lot of the days blur into one, and I think even the first week, because of our you know, state of sleep deprivation and and still trying to, to get into the get into the rhythm um, you know, I think it, all of us have very mixed uh, memories of of the first you know, week or 10 days. Um, so, uh, so yeah, actually, you know, if it, now that we're three weeks in, uh, yeah, I think it's gone, it's gone pretty quickly and I'm sure, I'm sure once we're a week away, we'll all get pretty excited and, and hopefully that will, that will go quickly as well.
0: Absolutely. Uh, well, Todd, I don't want to keep you much longer, but I'd love to know, is there, uh, is there anything interesting you want to share with, with folks, uh, maybe something you've seen, anything floating out in the ocean or, Anything you've learned that uh, that folks would find interesting that you, that you wanted to talk about?
1: Uh, well, interestingly, we haven't really we haven't seen very much uh, debris or, or, or rubbish uh, like trash in the water. We've seen one or two bits uh, of plastic, uh, but, but but not very much, uh, which has been quite pleasing. We've been very very uh, focused on making sure everything that we uh, you know eat out of you know any plastic or any uh, trash you know stays on the boat and we take it all the way to Antigua so it's been a been a real focus for us But I no, it's like the, the biggest takeaway for me uh so far has been that you know the, the good the good times and, and the good days and the good weather it, it doesn't last forever uh, actually, our experience hasn't lasted for very long at all. So just, we're trying to enjoy, trying to enjoy the the, the good days and the good weather and, and be present. And equally, the the kind of dark times and the the really uh, difficult nights or the storms that we've that we've been through, um, they do pass. And yeah, you know, whilst it's, it's it's pretty relentless and and tough when you're in it, um, knowing that it will it will end and we'll all come through it as a team and, and be better. Um, on the other side of it has been, has been something I've taken
0: quite a lot of strength. Todd, well, I know we've got a lot of folks on our side that are, that are following along. We're updating each other. We check in the tracker. I check it out every day just to see where you guys are. And, um, it's just been so cool to watch, you know, for the rest of the journey, we, we really will be pulling for you. We wish you luck and, and, and to stay safe. I know there's probably going to be very challenging times in the next few weeks, but it's all going to be worth it, man. You guys are killing it. It's been so much fun to see.
1: Yeah. Well, look, thank you. Thank you for the, for the support and you know, everyone, everyone who's kind of following us and following the race. It's, uh, it's really, really great to hear that that people are, are, are kind of interested in it and, and are kind of, uh, checking, checking the, uh, the YV, YV races tracker and, and things like that really, really does keep us going. So, um, so thank thank you for that and, and appreciate you taking the time.
0: <laughs> I got I got a lot more time than you do, Todd. So I appreciate you taking the time, man. All right. We'll we'll let you go. You get some rest, get some food, and we'll we'll talk soon.
1: Yeah, we look forward to to hopefully doing um uh doing a follow up once we arrive, uh with with all four of us. I'm sure we can. We all have different perspectives on on the experience, which uh, which we'd love to share with you. So look forward to to speaking again uh, once once we get Franciga.
0: Oh my gosh, I, I, I can't wait. But uh, until then, Todd, y'all be safe, and we'll be following you. Thank you.
1: Great, thanks, Mason.
0: All right, see ya. Bye. Bye. How cool is that? I encourage you to follow them for their last few days at YB Races and also on Instagram, Latitude35. Just look that up. And also, if you're interested to learn more about our crazy idea, non-alcoholic craft beer, go to athleticbrewing.com where we ship nationwide, free shipping on two six-packs or more. And uh, yeah, follow us on the social media links and help us help you keep thinking outside the box.